today at dinner, there was a really funny thing that happened because, um, I don't know what Oliver was asking, but we have this thing that we tell the kids, daddy and mommy are the boss. Mm. And Oliver was like, well, daddy is the boss, but Jesus is daddy's boss. And I'm like, yeah, no, you got that right. You got that. You got me there. And, and he's not wrong. I was like, yes, yes, buddy. I am the boss. I'm the leader of this family, but Jesus is the boss here. So it's a good reminder from a six-year-old of my role. Yeah, of the hierarchy, right? Yeah. Put things in perspective. Yeah. You, you may be like the earthly authority here but you you respond to the big boss upstairs i like that okay um so dan and i were discussing um homeschool and she was like since you wake up with the kids in the morning anyways would you mind doing the um the catechism part of homeschooling which is they mm -hmm. need to know their prayers and um, that's how they start the day and then we can do a saint of the day you think you can do that and i was like are you asking me to be the catechist i would love that so <laughs> it's just like adding a little bit more routine to the beginning of the day you know yeah i was trying to pray the uh the angelus with them because they wake up at 5 30 in the morning so it's might as well pray the angelus at 6 a.m in the morning with them mm -hmm. um it was not outlived but if it's part of like the, the homeschool routine um we probably can incorporate it in the um, schedule uh yeah so so does it does it go like that even in the winter for you guys do you do the kids always wake up at that time or are they like roosters no, they're, they are roosters. It's incredible. Sometimes we try to mm -hmm. put them to bed at like 8 p.m. They wake up at 5.30 in the morning. It's kind of annoying. Wow. <laughs> I think because the three older ones are in one room. So one wakes up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Emilio. Yeah. And wait, wakes the other two. Wakes up the other. Yeah. But anyways. Interesting. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about Mama Mary, right? Yes. So, it's August. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, you know, to, May we dedicated to to Mary. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, October is dedicated to the Holy Rosary. And Our Lady of the Rosary. Mm -hmm. um, but did you know that August is also uh, a month dedicated to Mary? And you know now because it's kind of what we were going to yeah. discuss. But <laughs> I don't know if you were asking me or the listeners. So I was like, I'm not going to spoil it. I know. Uh, I know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're here. And also like the title yeah. of the, the episode kind of gives it away. Um, today we're going to talk about, uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So August is the month 
dedicated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And um, it used to be the feast day for the Immaculate Heart of Mary used to be celebrated on August 22nd on the octave of the Assumption. So the Assumption of Mary is still celebrated on August 15th. And um, this was done by Pius XII in 1944. And two years earlier, in 1942, uh, Pius XII had consecrated the Christian family and the whole human race to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on the 25th anniversary of the Fatima apparitions, which were in 1917. So 1917 to 1942 is 25 years. And then 2017, we celebrated 100 years of the apparitions. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we're like, what, 105 years since Fatima? Um, yeah, and uh, that crazy. yeah, that is crazy to think. I was looking I today because uh, doing research, I was looking for the year that Sister Lucia passed away. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what year she passed away? Mm-hmm. It's recently 19, 1976. No, dude, she died in no. 2005. What I know, she was 97 oh years old. Yikes, dude! 97. That's incredible. Yep, that is incredible. 2005. Wow, I did not know that. She almost made it like to the 100th anniversary of the apparitions themselves, which is that would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I'm, I'm kind of like skipping ahead. Um, so, okay, so we don't celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in August anymore because mm-hmm. in 1969, Pope Paul VI uh, changed it so that the um, the Feast of the Sacred Heart and the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary are next to each other. Um, so now we have the Immaculate Heart of Mary celebrated uh, on the 3rd, Saturday after Pentecost. And I think okay. the Sacred Heart of Jesus is like the Friday before. So, mm. um, can, can I tell you a quick story about um, the August 15th, obviously the Assumption? Yeah. Uh, I have, when I was a kid, my, my grandma and my mom are from this little town outside of my hometown of Nogales uh, called Terrenate. And in that town, I remember vividly because we we go to the town every year for the Assumption. I didn't obviously know why. I just knew it was like a huge party. But it was pretty cool because everybody went to mass be- before they went and got like blasted. <laughs> you know, and it was like this whole festival. It was pretty incredible because the, the, the parish there was called, I believe, uh, uh, Santuario de la Asunción. Oh, it was the patron saint of the parish. It's las, yeah. las fiestas so, patronales. So, exactly. So it was like your quintessential Mexican little town with the, the church in the middle of the town, with the town square. And then everybody was just like dancing until the early morning. So in retrospect, when I think of it, obviously I didn't know the significance of the, the festivity. Uh-huh. But the the town made it a, a big deal. It was their celebration. Granted, you know, like I, 
it was their celebration, but it turned into something else, but it was rooted in Catholicism. And everybody to this day, you know, if you go to that town on, on August 15th, um, it's a, it's a big, big festival they put. It's like, they go all out. They, they do the, the, the games, yeah, and the, the carnivals yeah. and the whole thing, the whole carnival it's, and the town is so small and so walkable that like you literally see everybody in town. It was beautiful. Nice. Like I said, now that I think of it in retrospect and how, how significant it is for that town that they still carry on that tradition. I think it's, it's, it's beautiful. And, and, and goes to show, you know, that feast days are something to be celebrated and celebrated. Right. Amen to that. Yeah. I remember as well, uh, the parish where I did my first communion is St. Lucy. Um, so it would be December 13, a day after Lady of Guadalupe. So it's like a little bit like eclipsed by the celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe, but still mm -hmm. they, like the, the street where the parish was, it was closed. It was walking only. You couldn't drive. Um, mm -hmm. They had like antojitos and carnival and the games and, uh, yeah. you know, people playing. It, it was a good time. Okay. So I have a quiz for those at home. We kind of mentioned um, the assumption, which is in August 15th, but there are other two um, major or feast days, not major feast days in, in the month of August that are related. They're all major. They're right? all major. <laughs> um, so we're going to give you five seconds to shout it out into your phone um, since you're listening. What are the other two uh, Marian feast days that we celebrate in August? Five, four. We need to do like the Jeopardy music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time's up. Okay. Time's up. You lose. Um, okay. <laughs> if you said Saint, uh, the dedication of the Basilica of St. Mary Major on August 5th and the Queenship of Mary on August 22nd, you were right. Uh, you can pat yourself on the back. And uh, You don't win anything, you, by the way. You, you, you win the fact that you have that knowledge in your brain. Congratulations. You win our respect. Like if you knew those two celebrated in August, mm -hmm. you know, good for you. Good for you. Um, <laughs> tell everybody that you know, and um, tell us how you celebrate those those feast days. Okay, so the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, for those that um, have seen the video portion of the podcast, you've seen me show my my tattoo. I have the um, the Immaculate Heart of Mary on my forearm. Um, have a big devotion to it, um, and I think it was. Uh, mainly because of a book that Diana gave me, uh, Behold Your Mother by Bishop Fulton Sheen, that really like reignited my devotion to Mary. I feel like being Mexican, you you kind of have that with Our Lady Guadalupe, but yeah, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, as the younglings would say, it hits different, you know? <laughs> um mm -hmm. I don't know. I've always drawn to that devotion. And then um, when I started looking into it, um, there is this priest. His name is uh, Father Johan Rotten. He is a Mariologist at the University of Dayton. And um, he's talking about like the roots of the devotion that they go back to, to scripture, right? Um, if you take a look at Luke 219 says mary treasured all these things 
and reflected on them in her heart. There's like a stress on Mary's heart that Luke um, puts in. Um, and then again on uh, Luke 2.51, his mother, referring to Mary, um, meanwhile, kept all these things in memory, meaning in her heart. Um, mm -hmm. And then ultimately, again, Luke um, has a... Uh, um, in Luke 1, 46 to 55, the Magnificat, um, which is basically the song of the history of salvation for all of God's people, um, which at the beginning, I thought that I was like, well, isn't it a little bit arrogant that Mary says that my soul proclaims like my soul? And and then I, when I read like this commentary, it's like, no, 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 it's, it's not her boasting or, or being arrogant about it is, is she is yeah. like on behalf of all of us because she's our mother. It's basically humanity saying ours. Uh, yeah. It, leading us to Christ basically. Mm -hmm. So yep. it has nothing to do with uh, um, any kind of sin because, you know, of who Mary was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was my problem on how I was, perceiving it um yeah it was not our blessed mother's uh, wrongdoing at all she did no wrong she did so. no wrong yeah yeah so you know it's like when 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 you sin someone is separating or walking away from christ and i'm telling you it's not him um so, <laughs> yeah priest told me that in mexico and i was like huh that is painfully yeah. accurate. Um, yeah. Okay, so the roots of the devotion are in, in Scripture. So far, so good. Yep. And then um, the, the devotion, as everything evolves with time and, and, and tradition, um, so there's like a, like a big gap until like the 15th century from what I found. Um, with St. Bernadine of Siena, who is the doctor of the heart of Mary. I don't know if there are a lot of doctors of the heart of Mary, but he's the one that I have found. And now I kind of want to read whatever he has written on uh, Mariology. Um, but he, uh, Father Rotten, that, that we um, mentioned earlier, um, he says about St. Bernadine, um, in that heart, he sees, as it were, seven burning furnaces that give rise to seven flames, which are the seven acts of love expressed in the seven words of Our Lady found in the Gospel. Mm. Now, I don't have the seven words that Mary said in the Gospel. One of them is, do whatever he tells you, right? Let's look it up. Um, like again, this is this is going to be like one of those that we do quiz the the listeners who cannot respond back. I mean, they can, but we cannot hear them. So this is kind of a fun game to me because people are probably saying or reciting from memory the other yeah six of them. Did you find them? Well, that well, that's that's why we have the internet. That's true. So don't worry. Don't fret. So the first one is uh, Mary said to the angel, 
how shall this be since I have no husband? Okay. The second one, uh, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me uh, according, to, to, you according to thy word. The third one uh, has to do when she goes to visit Elizabeth. Uh, Shalom, Elisheva. Okay. So pretty much visiting Elizabeth. And the visitation. Saying hi, the visitation. Mm -hmm. And the number... I mean, this is what I found in the very quick search that I did. It might not be accurate, but we'll go with uh, it. Mary said, uh, this is the Magnificat. My soul uh, doth magnify the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. At number five, uh, Mary said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, the finding at the temple. Jesus gets lost, right? The finding of the child in the temple. Um. When the wine failed, obviously, uh, wedding at Cana, they have no wine. They have no wine. Okay. That's deep. Yeah. Right? That's very deep. Uh, number seven, do whatever he tells you. Interesting. And then there so are no same. recorded words. At Cana. That's the last recorded words of Mary in the gospel. That's interesting. Hmm. It's like you go from how can this be to do whatever he tells you. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So from the uh, from the 15th century, we we um, it was, sorry. Let, before we jump onto that, I feel like there is like a complete holy hour or like a series of holy hours that you can pray with with the seven words of Mary, just mm -hmm. right then and there, huh? I think so. Yeah, and and that's the beauty. I mean, I was. Going back to the word Mariologist, uh -huh. I was just like pondering on that word as you were talking and not that I wasn't listening, but I was just, it, it, it stuck with me, you know, like, like they tell you in, um, when you're reading scripture, mm -hmm. right. That, that pay attention to words that jump out at you from, from, from scripture. Yes. And Mariologist is like the fact that we have that word tells you the significance and, and, and the, the amount of time dedicated to our blessed mother from everybody in the world. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. That just caught me by surprise a little bit. I mean, the saints have a, like a, a, a great love to our blessed mother. And that's one of the, the reasons that we should have a devotion to her, especially, I guess, this devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Jesus wants us to have a devotion to his mother. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there was, there's oh, a St. Max Maximilian Colby, you were going to say the quote, yeah. don't be afraid. Yeah, St. Maximilian Colby said, exactly. You know, never be afraid of loving our blessed virgin too much. You can never love her more than Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah, and it's no, so true. And, mm -hmm. um, and you just want to put yourself in into that mindset, right? I mean, I gotta be honest. I don't have the biggest devotion to to Our Lady, and like when I pray, who when you pray, who do you pray to? All like Jesus, Mary. I do rotate through them, you yeah. Know, in terms of like asking for Mary's intercession, obviously, but. Primarily, it's Jesus, 
and God, you know, I, I just speak directly to God. How Protestant um, of or you. Or when I, yeah. <laughs> or when, when I'm, I have a saint, saint in mind, I, I ask for their intercession, you know, or if I need like certain virtues that I know a certain saint had, then I, I pray to them directly in terms of like, having them in my mind as I yeah. recite those prayers mentally, you know, but Mary is the one, like I said, it's not like I never do it, but it, I don't have that devotion that St. Maximilian Kolbe did. And I want it, you know, we, we did the consecration uh, to Mary right. a few years back and it's beautiful. It's just beautiful to, to hear all those accounts of uh, like, Mother Teresa and, and Padre Pio, uh, St. John Paul II and Padre Pio yeah. and St. Maximilian Kolbe to go through the journey that they did having our Blessed Mother front and center because you can never not have her front and center. She's the mother of our Savior. Yeah. You know, but I think that um, to your point, yeah, I, I, I feel like I might be the same way when praying the rosary. Obviously, yes. all of those intentions go directly to Mary mm -hmm. so she can take them mm -hmm. to our Lord. Um, I guess um, there might have been times that um, I bust out a memorare when when I'm in like in a pickle or something. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, most, most times when I haven't prayed or when I am like feeling antsy, Uh, my go-to is uh, the Jesus prayer, but uh, probably we can find like some equivalent of that, of uh, something that you can say short and sweet equivalent to like asking for Mary's help. And probably the memorare would be a good one. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess when, have you guys done the, I'm sorry. Have you guys done the, the impossible request novena? Nine memorares in a row. Nine months. Nine months in a row. Well, oh no, wait. What yeah. I'm saying, nine memoirs in a row is like the emergency novena that Saint. Yeah, that's the emergency novena. Saint Mother Teresa came up with that. Mother Teresa. The impossible yes. request novena is nine months of. Of praying, uh, you do a Hail Holy Queen and then a, a memorare. Okay. And then you do three intentions, like something that you would never would ask for you know and just like your daily prayer okay like a big thing interesting like some a family member being yeah. cured from an illness or for abortion to end you know things things that are like heavy yeah 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 so you started in how do you call that again and it's nine months the impossible novena for impossible requests we didn't put impossible request okay so you started in march i think you started in the March 25th okay. and then it goes to Christmas all the way to Christmas. Uh -huh. Interesting. Never heard of it. So we incorporated into our, we incorporated into our rosary. We finished the rosary okay. and then we do the, the impossible request. Novena. Oh, that's nice. Pretty sweet. Please no? tell me that you're praying for me. They're <laughs> 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 praying for you, Walter. You're yeah. impossible. Uh, not yes. really. No, that's probably something more pressing. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the 17th century. Uh, we have uh, this figure, St. John Eudes, or 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Yudes, E-U-D-E-S. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he broadcast or broadca broadcasted, what is the past tense of broadcast? He made the devotion and aware of, he made people aware of the devotion and promoted it, <laughs> um, or more than likely promoted a feast in honor of the Immaculate Heart mm -hmm. of Mary. He was kind of a mover and a shaker in France. There you go. Um, so several dioceses in France followed along. Like they wanted to have a um, Immaculate Heart of Mary feast day in the 17th century. Um, mm. But it was probably something that was uh, local to um, uh, France. But then you have... Um, the miraculous medal pop up in 1830, 19th century. Um, so this devotion continued and surged in, in, in the 1800s and 1930 with um, St. Catherine Labouret, which I think is French as well. Um, so Our Lady appeared to her and asked her to put um, on the medal the images of um, her immaculate heart next to the sacred heart. Um, mm -hmm. So then after that, you know, it kind of caught fire. Um, it, it sounds weird to say that it caught fire, but, you know, the, the, the miraculous medal, the devotion to the miraculous medal, in a way, helped um, to cement the the mm -hmm. the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, and I should say, like, do you remember my Mazda? Yes. Do you remember that I had the sticker of the the Miraculous Medal? There's like one of the things that I, I was, remember. I was like, oh man, mm -hmm. I wish I had another one of those to put on the van. But um, mm -hmm. it, it always was like, hey, what's with the uh, um, the sticker? I'm like, oh yeah, let me show you. I have this one on my. Mm -hmm. That's, you can Water see bottle. both of them for those that are watching on um, on YouTube, um, and um, and then in the uh, 20th century we have Fatima um, in 1917, uh, which is I think one of the biggest ones or the most recent one I should say in terms of uh, Mary talking about. Um, continuing to bring devotion uh, to her immaculate heart to the forefront, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, Sister Lucia, and let me let me back up. Mary, in her apparitions to Sister Lucia, made several specific mentions to her immaculate heart. In the second apparition, uh, she told her to. Um, basically, she was going to stay on Earth uh, after uh, her cousins went to heaven because Jesus mm -hmm. wished her, Luc uh, Lucia, to make Mary known and loved on Earth. And also Jesus wished for Lucia to establish devotion in the world to Mary's Immaculate Heart. So that was, mm -hmm. and I think Sister Lucia's, it was Sister Lucia something, something of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, mm -hmm. And Mary also told her, I will be with you always, and my Immaculate Heart will be your comfort and the way which I will lead you to God. So when Mary tells you that in an apparition, it's like, 
all right let's do this thing um <laughs> i think this is me speculating but i mean she she went into religious life so you can probably say that yeah um and then in the third apparition um she gave the uh three children a short prayer to say uh especially while well, making a sacrifice to save sinners um this might be one that um uh, you know when i was talking about the jesus prayer that was going to be um useful for uh for us to say uh whenever we want to not whenever we want to remember mary but as, especially to offer a when we are doing a sacrifice to save sinners and it goes oh jesus this is for love of thee for the conversion of sinners and in reparation for offenses committed against the immaculate heart of mary i'm going to say it again oh jesus this is for love of thee for the conversion of sinners and in reparation for offenses committed against the immaculate heart of mary and honestly I never had thought about offenses against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But um, sadly, I think that my first thought was um, our separated brothers, that uh, mm -hmm. sometimes we are accused of worshiping Mary, yeah, and um, which we don't worship her we give her the honor that uh she deserves as the venerator the venerator yeah um as the teotokos um whether they like it or not but you know um i think that those those things have to hurt her heart you know as a mother because she's she's a mother of all of us and obviously the children that are away from the fold that has to bring pain to her motherly heart yeah um so i started pondering into that and i'm like okay that that has to ache to some extent <laughs> well and that and every other sin right well, because yeah, that, there's when that we too. sin we we and, that, and it's a good perspective to have um what what you just said but I think the way I interpret it is against the Immaculate Heart of Mary is there's nothing worse that you can do to the Immaculate Heart of Mary than to hurt her son, you know? So any kind of sin that we commit um, that is uh, an, a direct attack on her heart because she, she carried love. She carried mercy inside of her. The creator you know? of the so, universe. Yeah, no, no one, no one has been closer to Mary's heart than Jesus. So, That's true. so yeah, I th in in perspective, yes, what you said is is totally applicable. But from from a Catholic perspective, yeah, every time that we sin, you know, it's like that that little prayer. I think acts like a little bit of reparation, confession, obviously, you know, first and foremost. But having these uh, devotionals um, and, and, and quick prayers, because it takes no time to read the one you just read. And, yeah. and it, it, it makes up, you know, it makes up. Or if somebody, you notice somebody, like, I don't know, 
obviously a lot of people take the Lord's name in vain on a yeah. daily basis, you know, even then, you know, a little bit, every little bit helps. I think, you know what I've been doing lately? Well, maybe a year, about a year I've been doing this when someone uses the Lord's name in vain and like TV or whatever. I I just say out loud, praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, um, mm. to try to compensate for it. And it's just like, it's so automatic now that I sometimes I might say it in public. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you, you hear me saying that, it's probably because someone used the Lord's name in vain. Um, <laughs> you know what I forgot about Fatima? Mm. Mary showed the children, a vision of hell. Sometimes it's like, I need to read, um, uh, father Benedict Rochelle's, uh, Fatima for today or something. I think that's the name of the book. Yeah. Um, man, that has to be chilling to, to be a kid. And, and uh, it's like here, this is, this is a, this is a place where sinners go. If they don't repent, yeah. Like, okay. Um, and it, it, after the that vision, Mary told them to save them, and that God wants to establish in the world devotion to the Immaculate Heart. I was like, okay, that's good motivation. You know, if you have like a visual, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and if they do what she told them, uh, many souls will be saved, and there will be peace. Um, so the Immaculate Heart of Mary is, uh, well, she's the mediatrix of all graces. Um, so if we, I, I think that's what I, one of the things that I loved about the, um, the consecration to Mary is that uh, part of the things that you offer up to her is like all of the merits that you gain, all of the graces that you gain through your good actions, you give them to her. So she can redistribute them where exactly. it is better uh, used, you know, um, or, or where it's most most needed. Correct. Yes. Um, so we talked about peace and uh, as part of like uh, the apparitions in Fatima as well, she talked about the consequences of um, not praying for uh, for sinners and for the conversion of those. Um, that are away from the Lord. Um, so you know, obviously she was talking about a, a, another war, which was World War II in the uh, 1939. Um, and there's also the consecration of Russia, which at this point people are saying like, has been completed, has not been completed. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's been, uh, I don't know, Pope Pius... The 12th consecrated the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on October 31st, 1942. And then Pope St. John Paul II renewed it twice. And then the second time in communion with uh, the bishops of the church on March 25th, 1984. And then Pope Francis did so at the Vatican on October 13, 2013. So... A ver si una de las tres pegó, ¿no? Uh, I don't know which one stuck. Hopefully, um, it is it is done. Um, I know that again, it's a very controversial topic. I say that 
yeah. we should still pray as if it hasn't happened or as if it has happened and we still need the prayers and the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Yeah. It can't hurt. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that everybody should have a Marian devotion. Um, I mean, and we talked um, about it a little bit already, but the bottom line is that Jesus wants devotion to his mother's immaculate heart to spread, plain and simple. And it's up to us um, to to make that known. So that's why we are telling you, the listener, um, to all of these things and, and, and the the history behind it. I, I feel like I am really, really enjoying to like dig into like the history of specific devotions. Like I was reading heart of the redeemer mm-hmm. for the uh, devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. And it's fascinating how that unfolded the immaculate heart of Mary. Same thing. Um, it's just like this richness that can help us as Catholics to, grow in love to to God, to Jesus, to Mary, to the saints. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess the challenge or what, what I think I sh- we should put out to those who are listening, you know, if, if you've done your consecration to Mary, renew it, right? Um, there is a first five Saturdays devotion for going to confession and receiving communion. Um, you know, with the Sacred Heart of Jesus is nine first Fridays. With the Immaculate mm-hmm. Heart of Mary is first, uh, five first Saturdays. Um, get enrolled in the brand scapular. Uh, could be as simple as uh, wearing a miraculous medal. Begin praying the Angelus um, or the Memorare or the uh, Impossible. What did you call it? The novena? Request. Impossible Request Novena. This, or all of them, you know, um, yeah. and, and sprinkle them throughout the day. You know, I think it's right. Uh, a deacon once told us, you know, we should just be praying constantly throughout the day at every at every touch point. Yeah. The day has like a lot of hours, <laughs> right? You can do a simple prayer every hour. And at the end of the day, you're going to be praying a lot more than if you solely rely on. And not that it's wrong, you know, in terms of like if you pray the rosary and that's your thing. Or if you do morning prayer and that's your thing, yeah. Okay, then how can we expand that? You know, f- not not only for our own uh, um, benefit, because we we become holier if we become closer to to the saints and to Mary, and but for the benefit of others, you know, offer it up for others that, like you said, Mary will know what to do with those graces and how she's going to distribute them. Um, we tried to tell that to our kids, you know, when we they were little and say if they didn't feel like praying or something, we would say, well, think of somebody like across the world that you've never met that is hungry or that is cold or that is going yeah. through a hardship or, you know, and and have Mary drop your prayer and your graces onto that person and and, and gave them kind of like a little bit more of a of a goal, you know, of a mission is like, okay, I'm not just praying to, to repeat these words. This is having an effect on somebody on other than myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, 
you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, like the, the last thing that I'm going to say is um, a good friend of ours um, made me aware of this. It's called the little office of the blessed Virgin Mary. It's just like a little oh, book nice. and it has matans, lauds, uh, vespers and all the hours of it's like little liturgy of the hours but uh, based on on marian devotion um so there is there is a print version of it um but you can also go to l-o-b-v-m so little office of the blessed virgin mary dot com l-o-b-v-m dot com um and they have a how to pray um, section on it where it, it, it explains the rubrics um, and all the stuff. If you want to get more into like your um, Marian devotion, there's like three different uh, editions or publications that you can buy if you want like the print version of it. Um, and um, yeah. Let's get to Jesus through Mary, I would say. Yeah, totally. Carry your rosary with you, too. I think that's another good one. Yes, definitely. You know, she's always the, the presence of, of a rosary with you all the time acknowledges that presence of Mary. Um, and it just it's with you. It's kind of like the scapular, you know, to have the scapular with you. And that's why I was touching my you know, I, t I took a shower and took my scapular and didn't put it back on. I was like, where is it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot, you know, which is another reason why I, we should be very grateful for all these devotionals and um, different avenues that we, like you said, to Jesus through Mary. There is no, you shouldn't be wanting for ways of, of growing that relationship uh, with Jesus through Mary. So let's get to work. You know, and I like that we encourage each other and, and, and hopefully this episode, you know, um, informs you or, or shows you something that you didn't know before. And that's what we're aiming to do. And and if you have something that you do, just share it with us. You know, it's always about yeah keeping the conversation going. Something that we don't know. Hey, we should probably pick a new, like um, the next, the closest uh, Marian feast day and do the 33 days uh, to morning glory again. Um, that'd be great to renew our consecration now that we need we need to like walk the walk as well not just talk the talk yeah for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so thank you for listening to this episode hope uh, hopefully you got something out of it and um, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe you know all the good stuff go to direct of me forward slash for more information about the podcast and um, we'll see you next week Mother Mary, pray for us. Pray for us. Later. Later.